I have something on my mind. And so do you. You just didn't know how to say it. What I want to say is going to offend most people, because it's referring to most people. But if the truth hurts, then so be it. Today the world is drowning in a sea of stupid. I don't mean stupid from a relative standpoint of comparing a genius like Einstein to the clerk at your local gas station. I'm talking about stupid as in making them indistinguishable from animals. Consider this. 14% of Americans are fully illiterate. 25% are functionally illiterate. 1 in 10 use drugs. 1 in 6 live in poverty. 1 in 5 have an STD. 1 in 5 also have a tattoo. Go figure. Almost 1 in 2 use Facebook weekly. 86% on a cell phone. 96% on a television. The sum of everything we do in life is supposed to be slanted towards survival. In other words, everything we do is supposed to have a purpose, and that purpose is supposed to be contributing to our destiny. But today, people's behavior is steered entirely toward pleasure and gratification, even if it kills them and everyone else around them. And that is exactly what is happening. I used to say that people today remind me of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, in that everyone may look like a normal human, but in reality only a few of us still are. But now I think the world is more like Mad Max, where you have about one completely sane and civilized person, even if it's Mel Gibson, and they are walking around on a planet that has simply devolved into a chaotic, bestial state where the insane run the asylum and the surrounding country. Now my perspective is that of the intelligent black male, but you don't have to be one to identify with what I'm saying. The ability to think has become a lost art. And I don't mean having the ability to think grand thoughts. I mean having the ability to think a coherent sentence. This commentary is dedicated to the last vestiges of civilized mankind who remain, and a testament to what we were as intelligent black society, and the witnesses who watched as the world slid into this Gotodamarung with a brainless expression on their faces. There are only two types of people who disagree with what I'm saying. The stupid and the people who love the stupid. But you were conditioned to think you had to love stupid people. You see, you have been fed a lie. It was spoon-fed to you your whole life. You were forced to accept it. And if you did not accept it, you were shunned and even punished for doing so. You were told the lie that everyone is the same and no one is better than anyone else. This lie was forced upon you, first by your parents, especially if they had multiple kids, because no one wants to believe they failed to raise all of their children equally well. The lie was enforced in school because teachers don't want to admit they failed to teach all of their children equally well. And the lie was given divine authority in church. The pastor told you God made us all the same, because no preacher is going to tell his congregation that some of you are better believers than others. That would make people not want to tithe. And after a century of having this lie drilled into us every waking moment, we have assumed the position, playing along with every idea someone comes up with, no matter how dubious, no matter how weird, no matter how ridiculous. We treat everything in society as if it is all equally rational, and it is not. The unintelligent have always outnumbered the intelligent, but it used to be that the unintelligent were not allowed to lead Today, intelligent people have been so cowered into submission from decades of being mocked, ridiculed, laughed at for wearing our glasses, made fun of for our clothes, impugned for our speech and lack of swag, 
that we have allowed society, our society, to descend into a non-stop idiotic popularity contest where the leaders of the society are chosen based on their ability to entertain. And as we all know, the most entertaining people are always the class clowns, not the A student. So the nerds and geeks, you know, the people you depend on to sustain a modern society, have abdicated our responsibilities and left the helm under the control of the foolish and goons. And now the world more closely resembles a Bollywood movie theater or an episode of Jerry Springer. And everyone is paying the price. I'm a strong proponent of the First Amendment. But the simple fact of the matter is that most people don't need to be heard because most people's thoughts aren't worth thinking, much less hearing. It used to be that people who were stupid were too intimidated to talk. If you handed them a microphone and asked them to speak, they would be too catatonic to utter a word. But in the modern society, the buffoon isn't intimidated. Rather, he's emboldened. We have single mothers lecturing society about marriage. We have people with confederate flags saying, God bless America. We have people who can tell you Beyonce's last three albums, but can't tell you who the last three presidents, the men who can send you off to die in a war, are. This is what I mean by stupid. Not a mentally handicapped person, but a person who has no respect for the value of knowledge. When I was a kid, I was teased for loving computers. Most of my peer group said computers were for nerds and bookworms. Cool kids didn't mess with PCs. When I first saw the internet come of age in the 1990s, I held out hope that intellectuals like myself would finally have a safe haven where we could interact and converse unmolested by the ignorant hordes who couldn't spell computer, much less give a rat's tail about one. And I watched in horror as the exact same ignoramuses who you couldn't make learn about computers if you beat them began to flock online. Very soon, the cyber nirvana that held so much promise for those of us who were capable and could be bothered to think was completely overrun by the same forces of stupidity and ignorance that had dominated the offline world. Paradise was lost. Without a doubt, the World Wide Web has become the single biggest incubator of foolishness and stupidity, perhaps in the history of the world. Never before in human history has a singular place allowed more uneducated, uninformed, illiterate, and ignorant people to have more raw power and influence concentrated into such a potent package. All one has to do is look at the comments section on any YouTube video or Yahoo News article and you will be immediately assaulted with a barrage of ignorance and stupidity of people who clearly have no idea what they are talking about, responding to topics without a single thought or fact in their heads. But their microphone is as big as yours and their nonsense can hold your sensibility at a virtual stalemate. People get together in these stupid cliques and they circulate ignorance among themselves with absolutely no intelligent input from the outside world. They have internet chat rooms, Facebook groups, tons of radio and TV talk shows dedicated to giving them endless forums where they can regurgitate their own personal lies, half-truths, and misconceptions that got them into this mess and never once have a solution spoken. Not even once. The greatest benefit of the internet is that it gives everyone a level playing field to be heard. It democratized public discourse. 
democracy is a fine ideal, but the push to democratize free expression in society has backfired with catastrophic results. The internet didn't just give the fools of society a right to speak, but a belief that they had a right to be heard. And even that would be acceptable, except for the fact that now it is impossible to have an intelligent conversation in society without some unthinking Neanderthal crashing in and demanding to be contrary for the sake of being contrary. And we have accepted the old lie that our parents and teachers and clergy gave us and told ourselves, well, they have a right to be heard too, even if it's dumb. But at some point, reason and sanity are supposed to prevail, and those people are supposed to be shouted down and ignored so that adults can get intelligent actions underway. It's like all the smart people are still in high school trying desperately to get the ignorant school hussy and class clowns to finally like us, so we watch as they become ignorant adults and we avoid telling them the truth about how idiotic they are as if that will finally get them to change. But we, the so-called intelligent, continue to let the foolish and the cowards who enable the foolish run society and mankind itself into the ground, while we pretend that their ignorance and our intelligence are both equally valid. And we're now seeing the line between man and animal vanishing. Consider this. Food and sex are supposed to be lower brain primal functions. And yet the majority of our society are now single mothers and obese. Too much sex, too much food. Clothing is supposed to be a basic necessity on par with shelter. But we see as the poorest and dumbest people in society breed their kids to think that what they wear is more important than what they are. Who cares if they can't read or write? Who cares if they're getting arrested at 12 and pregnant at 13? This is why when you turn on the news and see a juvenile arrested, his hair is tacky and his face is surly, but his footwear isn't more than a couple of months old. Basic biological prerogatives like food, clothing, and sex have been elevated to the primary responsibility of the day. Higher brain functions like reading, math, and social development have been diminished or completely cast aside. I'll give you one stark example. I don't listen to the radio anymore. What we have on the radio doesn't constitute music. Now we all know that every generation says this, but the difference is that when jazz came into existence, it was different than ballroom music, but it was still music because you still had to know how to play an instrument. When rock and roll replaced jazz, it was different, but the rules were the same. You still had to know how to play an instrument. Today, people no longer know or care how to play an instrument. They just grab a synthesizer, hunt and peck at the keys like a kitten batting a ball of yarn until they finally mangle out a childish riff and then put it on the radio and call it music. Rap popularized bass drums and heavy percussion, but originally it used those only to complement the music samples the song was already using. Today, what's on the radio is nothing but bass drums and an epileptic sporadic drum line. There are no other instruments because the people doing it don't know what you're supposed to do with an instrument. But that's okay because most people today listening to the radio have no interest in learning how to play an instrument. Like all other knowledge, they have no respect for it. They have been so dumbed down that they think the world begins and ends with a bass line. Music is an art, and the primary purpose of art is supposed to be to teach man something about his own life. Modern radio play today consists almost entirely of songs about clubbing and partying. But what if life's not a party to me? 
What if life isn't about dancing and drinking for me? I can't relate to what you're playing on the radio because my mind is operating on a higher level. I'm trying to be a more sober person, not a more intoxicated one. But, like the rest of society, modern music has descended into a basic primal infantile state. And as a result, we are losing music itself. And that's a shame, because man needs music. If you're a guy and you know how to play an instrument, then it doesn't matter how muscular the other guy is or how much money he has, because music touches women in a way nothing else does or can. When men have lost respect for the power of music with a woman, then the society and the species itself are doomed. But this only truly matters if you have a mind. You don't need music to reflect what you think when you only have basic elementary handicapped thoughts. People without minds don't need things like art and culture, thus explaining what you hear on the radio. People without minds are also people without personalities. And people in the world today are completely devoid of personality. This is why you see so many young people today sporting tattoos. It used to be the only people with tattoos were felons, gang members, and people in the military. All three of those are communities of followers. When a person has no accomplishments of their own and can't define what is important in their lives on their own, then they go looking outside themselves for a culture and personality that they can't make on their own. So first, the rappers started doing it in the 1990s, trying to pretend they were hardcore convicts. And then the sports athletes began imitating the rappers, and it spread to society in general. Having tattoos is supposed to represent something to these people, but do you notice they can never tell you what accomplishment it represents? People in prison have tattoos to represent the accomplishment of belonging to a community, even if it's a community of thugs. But what is the accomplishment of having a bunny tattoo on your breasts? What is the community you're representing with a tattoo of a rose on your ankle or a Superman shield on your arm? It is a culture that gives you personality. And today, we have a society of people devoid of culture who are trying to fill that void with any flimsy or ridiculous symbol of a contrived culture that they can find. In black society, the only black women who used to have tattoos were hookers. But when white females started putting tattoos in the smalls of their backs right above their rear ends, black females couldn't wait to repeat the mistakes of their mothers in the feminist movement. First, the Europeans lifted their culture from Africa. Now African females are following the lead of European culture. What they learned from white women is that tattoos somehow equal instant sex appeal, even if you're obese, even if you're already nice looking and tattoos will only spoil your appearance. Now females and people will get tattoos for any stupid reason. People are putting their children's names on their arms like a gang representing a set. The guys are getting tattoos pretending to be gang members. One nitwit in college sports has a tattoo of the Spartans on his right abdomen. You have a black man with a picture of white men who warred against black men forever engraved on him. And he's proud because he thinks he identifies with the Greeks more than with Africans. One of the things you hear people talk about most when getting tattoos, they brag about being able to take the pain or how they can avoid it. In psychology, one of the key signs of an emotionally disturbed person is when they begin defacing themselves. People are born perfect. The human body needs no improvements. But when people start practicing self-desecration and disfigurement, this is cause for alarm. 
And when you see an entire generation of young people so desperate for an accomplishment that they are imitating convicts, hookers, and entertainers, then you know we are entering a catastrophe of people who are no longer able to subscribe meaning and purpose to their own lives and are instead only able to imitate something that they think has meaning, even if it belongs to someone else. If people's behavior about tattoos sounds identical to modern attitudes about professional sports, then you're dead on the money. The number 23 is Michael Jordan's accomplishment, not yours. You can be a customer of the New Orleans Saints, but you will never be a member of the New Orleans Saints. But the easiest money is stupid money. Stupid people will part with their money for any reason, or no reason at all, and they will actually smile while doing it. This is why the Roman Empire went on a building spree with amphitheaters in the Colosseum. It gave the mind-numbed masses something to concentrate on other than their own miserable state. Just like the NFL, the Roman gladiatorial games had their own sports stars that people could emulate. From warriors like Spiculus to sex symbols like Calatus, who had fans who posted graffiti that said, Calatus makes the girls swoon. Weak minds desire escapism and to live vicariously. A person without a personality is less than an animal. So what do you do when you have no personality and you're too weak-minded to gain one on your own? You visit the tattoo shop or the sports clothing store or the mall and you attempt to purchase a personality and accomplishments and a culture for yourself. And when this ultimately fails, because you can't pretend to have a culture and personality, then you'll tell everyone else, well, let me do me and you do you. Culture doesn't just give you a mind and a personality. It also gives you a purpose. It defines your reason for existing. But that too is under assault by the savages. Let me ask you a question. What does your name mean? Now this might seem like an elementary question, but it's probably the most important question you can ask yourself about you and your children. The primary difference between man and beast is that man can subscribe meaning to things. Animals mate. People marry. Animals eat. People sit and have a meal with utensils. Animals have offspring with no name and no purpose. People have children, supposedly with a purpose. And your first act of acknowledging that purpose is in what name you choose to give your child. The name Peter means the rock. The name Ra means the sun. The name El means God. And that is why we have names with meanings. It tells us what we are here to do. It links us to our history and our people. As we all know, the American slave owners made their first priority to tear their slaves from their history and culture. His first act was to give the slave his name. Your slave owner's name is O'Neill, so now your name is O'Neill. An African with an Irish name. But you can't find any Irishman with an African name. Why is that? Because a name has meaning, and it defines your people, culture, and purpose for being. But what if your name has no meaning? What if your mother had an oops baby with a random stranger at the club? What if your dad was some pants-sagging buffoon who denied he was the father and didn't care about naming the child? These people treat having a baby the way most of us treated our middle school science projects. They have nine months to decide on a name, did nothing the whole time, and they probably wouldn't have given the child a name at all except for the fact that the hospital won't let you leave without naming the child first. 
the juvenile prison population is bigger than it's ever been. And surprise, surprise, it's the children with made-up names who are most responsible for the increase. When you go to the teen mother's daycare in the welfare office, you won't be stunned to learn it's filled with the Maishas, Lucretias, and Bushikas. Life's failures are usually the ones who started out without even having a name. However, when you go to places where people succeed, like Ivy League universities, the no-name children are virtually unheard of. A parent who isn't smart enough to be able to bestow a name upon their child won't have a chance of being able to teach that child any other part of the language, much less math and science. Animals have no regard for who they have babies with, so they will allow themselves to be mounted by the first thing that comes along and spew out their young and let them ravage the earth. Sadly enough, most people today are the same way. It's not a coincidence that the dumbest kids in school are the ones who either drop out or play sports. And the ones who play sports are now almost entirely the no-name children. Is it any surprise that after their sports careers are over, practically all of the Deshauns and Demariuses end up just like the rest of the goons with made-up names in Juvie Hall and the pen? The no-name children didn't end up failures because society is out to get them. They didn't end up that way because their parents did a good job and they were just wayward kids. They ended up the way they did because dogs beget dogs. You cannot expect a person who behaves like a stray rat in a stinking alley to be able to raise and rear a prince or princess. And yet, the societal discourse has become so tainted and contaminated by the moronic and idiotic that when you attempt to express the simple and logical fact that I just stated, you get a large contingent of people who demand that we all make believe that all the Bushikas are going to become doctors and not strippers, and that all the Lamarcuses are going to become lawyers and not defendants. I'm sure even the comments section for this video will have more than one person demanding that we all pretend we agree with their fantasy that their no-name children are just like anyone else. The Emperor has no clothes, but in this case, the Emperor knows it and is still demanding we all repeat their lie. Intelligent people need to understand that shame is a higher brain concept. It's not a bad thing. It's a virtue that keeps people from repeating horrible mistakes. But the ignorant don't have shame. They don't have shame or guilt or regret. They aren't introspective about the world and are not reflective on their own lives. They don't have shame. They just have needs and wants. And they don't care who they hurt or who gets hurt by their actions. Like a serial killer, they will annihilate as many people as they come across and will continue to do so until they die or someone stops them. Intelligent people believe we are here for the greater good of society, for the purpose of leaving the world a better place than we found it. But the ignorant don't know there's a world, don't know how to make it better, and don't care about making it better even if they did. When a female has four kids by four random males, she is supposed to be ashamed of herself. When the male is bragging to people about how drunk he was at the club last night, or how he thinks it's uncool to have a job so he lives off his girlfriend, he is supposed to be ashamed of himself. The root of all sin isn't money. It's selfishness. When a person puts themselves above society, above other people, and above basic human decency, then they are a walking war criminal. 
These people don't see their children as precious lives put in their care. They see their kids as just another toy to be played with until it no longer amuses, and then find someone else to take care of the toy because the law won't allow you to throw them away after a certain age. These people believe they have a right to drink and drive. They think they have a right to fire guns on New Year's Eve instead of fireworks. It isn't that they don't know someone could get hurt or killed. It's that they don't care. Intelligent people believe they are here to serve the world, but the ignorant believe the world is here to serve them. And nothing will make them stop themselves. Not shame, not morals, not the law, not even repeat punishment. I know a lot of what I'm saying will seem like simple common sense to some people, but not to most. And this has created a condition where intelligent people have become islands unto themselves. Not out of piety or arrogance, but out of necessity. We are trapped in a situation where we have very little in common with most of the world. As society struggles to dumb itself down, we are among the remaining few who are still struggling to smarten up. But what do you do when you like to read? but most of the world around you are illiterate. What can you do when you like to converse, but the majority of people are barely verbal? How do you relate to someone else when you're focused on improving yourself, and the world and most people are focused on drinking, clubbing, and what stranger they'll sleep with tonight? And this brings me to a particular pet peeve among intelligent people. The total lack of relationships. The baby boom generation is constantly whining about the fact most young people today are staying single, but they never ask the reasons why this is happening. The real reason that most young people are single today is because the past few generations of parents, from the World War II generation forward, have failed at the basic rudimentary task of raising children who are capable of being someone's mate. And we are now being asked to dig through this discount bin of dollar store persons and find a redeemable individual to join up with. I would like to say that most people today are like two left shoes, but that would be too kind. It's more like having a shoe on one foot and a toaster on the other. They simply don't have the ability to do the job you're asking them to do. Men and women need a certain level of competency in order to complement someone of the opposite gender. This means men have to know and accept their responsibilities as men to give their women the things they can't give themselves, and women have to know and accept their responsibilities as women to give the men the things they can't give themselves. But today, people are so stupid that most of them don't even have a point of reference to begin the conversation. I've heard countless males boast to anyone who will listen about how many thousands of dollars they'll spend on their car, and then immediately brag about how little money they spend on their woman. And I think to myself, this clown has no idea what he just said. He just told his female that his car is way more important than she is. Even the best female isn't going to hold out for a man who clearly wants a deeper relationship with his Chevrolet than he wants with her. But this is what we have today. We have males today who are only capable of playing basketball and holding an intimate relationship with a video game controller. Talking to a woman is simply beyond their skill set and comprehension. But, truth be told, most women today aren't worth talking to, and even if you did try, it would only result in brainless confusion. Most black women today are single mothers, either with or without an abortion. Someone who would let themselves get pregnant having unprotected sex is already certified stupid. And if that statement offends you, then why weren't you already offended when I made my comments about the men? 
Gender warring is for idiots, too, but I'll have to cover that another time. Intelligent people have a monumental task ahead of them. Chris Rock once joked that when he went to a dance club and saw the women there reciting raunchy rap lyrics, he said to himself, I sure feel sorry for the fellows who have to pick a wife out of this bunch. Well, his prophecy has come to pass. Most black women are single because most black women aren't capable of being someone's mate. Intelligent black men want a lady, someone like their grandmothers. But most black females today despise our grandmothers' dignity and humility, which is the reason our grandmothers wouldn't be caught dead with a tattoo, and the majority of black females today have or are planning to have one. But the truth is, it's tough for any intelligent person, male or female. It's like you're standing in a giant stadium surrounded by children, and you're the only adult. You can talk to them, but you can only talk about simple things, and you can't even discuss anything on an adult level because they will immediately lose interest. Most males today only want to talk about cars and clubs, and most females are only interested in hair and shoes. If you try to talk about history or current events, they are clueless. I once had a female I'd just met tell me she loved philosophy. Intrigued, I asked her who her favorite philosophers were. She responded, I don't know any, but I always wanted to learn. And that was illustrative of the basic problem with even holding a conversation today. How can you have a relationship with someone you cannot even talk to? How can you get to know someone if you can only talk about monosyllabic topics? How can you relate to someone when they have five kids by six goons hanging off them? How much interest can you take in someone welded to their TV watching football or playing Xbox? Why is it 80% of the people who squatted out kids fail to teach them to acquire any interest or personality? It's gotten to the point that if you want to embarrass people, all you have to do is treat them like Katie Couric did Sarah Palin and press them about what books they read. First they'll laugh, then they'll feel how stupid they are and feel ashamed, and then they'll huff and try to leave. The reason that most intelligent people are single is because we don't like chaos. We demand order and sanity. We have respect for intelligence. And most people today don't. Talking to your four-year-old niece is cute, but at some point you want to have a fully fleshed out, fully developed conversation and exchange of ideas with a fully capable, articulate, informed, and rational adult. You don't want diet intellect. You want full-flavored, no artificial colors, no additives, no preservatives, intelligence, and intellect. And the sad truth today is that most people today don't have the basic knowledge, intellect, skills, or even the interest in being a fully informed, intelligent, and capable person who can hold a conversation, much less hold a relationship. Porn sales are up. Marriage licenses are down. You'll notice I didn't talk about people with other dysfunctions like being control freaks or excessive vanity. At this stage of societal decay, those would go under the nobody's perfect category. Most people are incapable of carrying a conversation beyond sex, clothes, and clubbing, and some asinine cable TV show. But most intelligent people are like me, and I don't care about a dance club. I don't link my self-worth to designer clothing, I don't care what Snooki, Kardashian, or the basketball hoops lady is doing on TV tonight. I'm not interested in who's coming to town in concert tonight. I need to know that if I have children with you, that you will be able to instill into them my values and concerns for my history, my people, and lastly, myself. 
but you cannot teach what you do not know. And if you can't read, you can't teach my child to love reading. If you don't care about history, you can't teach my child to love history. If you can't be bothered to know about current events, you can't teach them to my child either. And if you don't care about the past or the future, I would be a fool to think you will somehow be able to give that caring to my child through luck or osmosis. Most intelligent people are single because there are simply not enough intelligent people out there to have a relationship with. It's sad, it's depressing, and the numbers are actually getting smaller by the day. So most intelligent people either settle for mating with a moron, hold out until they're in their 40s, or give up altogether and just accept a life of solitude. A society's future is its children, and it takes a man and a woman to create those children. And if the intelligent are so few in numbers that the only people having children are the stupid and barbarians, then that means the society itself has no future. Or rather, its future is stupid and barbaric. So how do we know we're in the right? Time has proven us right. If you were the kid who grew up not wearing name brand shoes or worshipping at the altar of Air Jordan, then you know how wretched the lives of the children of the ignorant became. They had nice shoes and nothing else. They have lived on drugs or public assistance and their mentality never progressed beyond the school you all met in. And what happened to you? Most of you who didn't throw away your lives focusing on material toys and distractions have failed to stand up to the unintelligent and unuseful. You grew up scared and afraid of their power, and now you're scared and afraid of your own. Allow me to open your eyes. You are the strong, even with your glasses, even with your dedication to speak the language properly, even with your unique wardrobe. You are what the world needs in order to survive, because you are the strongest. But it isn't muscle that makes you strong. It is the mind that makes you strong. It is your relentless desire to learn that made you strong. And the smart and the strong are supposed to remove the dumb and the weak. This is the reason that the world continues to exist. Man wasn't the most powerful of Earth's creatures. The dinosaurs were. But when the comet hit, the dinosaurs were too dumb to run for shelter, and man wasn't. When you were in school, the goof-off and his female admirers were too dumb to take learning seriously, and you were not. And now they will share the dinosaur's fate. The way evolution is supposed to work is that when you make a mistake, you recover from it, learn from it, and then don't repeat it. But today we have watched as natural selection has been completely nullified. Every social system has a pecking order. And this pecking order is essential in order for the system to remain functional. And it was the intelligent who devised, refined, and maintained that system. We owe the society of computers, books, the internet, and modern medicine to the bookworms and nerds who never stopped learning, never stopped reading, and never stopped remembering their purpose for existing. But something has happened in the last century. The intelligent decided that with the advent of a television, it was more important to be popular than it was to be educated. We no longer fought to be better than anyone else. We began fighting to fit in with everyone else. Instead of dismissing the ignorant, we instead started striving for their approval. 
We live in a corporate structure that prefers and caters to the dumbest people because they are the easiest consumers. No one attempts to suck up to the smartest consumers. We don't blow as much money. So I suppose all the years of ridicule have taken their toll, and the smart kids want their intelligence to be acknowledged. We see this behavior most often in musicians. Artists will dumb down their music if it means selling more copies. But the problem is that intelligence can't be commoditized. What we have isn't just another trinket made to be traded by the world. The human mind is the most powerful object in the universe, and the people who know how to use theirs have been coward, intimidated, deceived, and seduced into believing that we owe something to those who hate us, or that we can somehow appease the troglodytes who despise everything we are. Yes, it's true that a lot of people were born to stupid parents and were not given the same chances to learn as quickly as a lot of us were, but the truth is that at some point in life, all of us make a decision to become better people or to remain the way we are. We aren't all born with a college degree. You either wanted it or you didn't. No one can force you to be a smarter person. You either drive yourself to be or you sit back and watch the world go by. And the people who do this, as pointed out earlier, are usually selfish, shameless, and clueless. So they sit on the internet with their made-up names, no speaking skills, sagging pants, and bastard babies, and low-life attitudes, and subscribe to all manner of idiocy and conspiracy theory about why they are a failure. That's why you see so many imbeciles who've never done anything with their lives saying anyone smarter or richer than them are the Illuminati. They are not the Illuminati. They are the people who can count. And the people who can read and count have always lorded over those who can't. And they always will, because we live in a universe that runs on math and language. And those who master math and language will thrive, and those who refuse will perish. And that is for the best, because right now, when you look outside your window, go to the mall, turn on the television, log on to the internet, or go to your job, you can see firsthand what happens to a world where the stupid don't go extinct. When the intelligent don't stand, the ignorant multiply until they finally drown you in an ocean of banality. There is only one question in the universe that matters. Do you believe mankind has a destiny? If your answer is yes, then everything you do in life every second of every day must be informed from that perspective. Because having a destiny doesn't matter if you're not going there. And if you truly believe we have a destiny, then you have an obligation to make sure we get there. And that means you will need certain tools. Being able to read well matters. Being able to count well matters. Being able to speak well matters. Being ambitious for the good of society matters. Knowing your history and your place in it matters. Mastering and adhering to the concepts of discipline, knowledge, civilization, empowerment, humility, honor, decency, and legacy all matter and are mandatory for any person who wants to join the family of man and help him reach that destiny. We can't pretend any longer that these things are optional, because when you allow people to opt out of intelligence and decency, you've just laid down under your own tombstone. We, as mankind, deserve better than that. The only real obstacle to man's destiny is himself. 
And the only ones standing in his way are the stupid who deny and don't care if he has a destiny or not. On behalf of all intelligent people everywhere, I want to say to the stupid, I am the intelligent, and I don't owe you anything. I make no apology for the fact I can read and count and you don't know and don't care to learn. I am not going to make myself dumber so that you can feel smarter. I'm not going to reduce my vocabulary so that you and I can have a conversation. I won't pretend you and I have something in common. I won't make believe that you're up on my level. I will not humor you and say your bastard babies are the same as my wife's children. I won't congratulate you on your sickening tattoos or pump up your disgusting ego about your overpriced tennis shoes. I won't let your sob story about your mammy and your no-good daddy persuade me to give you a pass for repeating their mistakes. The intelligent have spent the last hundred years trying to appease the neighborhood tramp, the town drunk, the class clown, the debutante, the single mothers, the made-up name people, and all of their enablers. And we have a society degenerating all around us to show for it. We must simply accept the reality that they are not like us and we are not like them and we never want to be. They represent the savage past where mankind has been and we represent the greatness of where man is going to go. And I am calling on whatever intelligent people in the world remain to embrace the fact that the stupid and the sensible are not the same and are not equal and are not both going to survive. Either the intelligent will live and subjugate the dumb or the dumb will spawn to such huge numbers that they ultimately destroy us and themselves, but we are not going to have a future where the intelligent and the ignorant are both allowed to have equal importance in the world. I believe with every fiber of my being and every molecule in my body that mankind does have a destiny. I do not just believe it, but I know this beyond all doubt and with every certainty. What I do not know is whether or not he can conquer his demons and accomplish that destiny and purpose in the current sad state he's fallen because in times past man became the higher being he is today because he was scared to die and now he has become so prosperous and powerful that he is scared to live and is now no longer willing to pay the price that survival requires. People have been saying for thousands of years that man's behavior would degenerate so badly that one day he would reach a point where his debauchery and filthiness would kill his species. One day. Well, that day is here. We are looking at it now. And we have a choice to make. We can pick up our books and calculators, or we can pick up our remote controls and wireless toys. We can accept the hard work of cultivating our minds and beings, or we can demand to be endlessly entertained. We can pretend to be dumb like everyone else, or we can demand that they get smart like us, but we will have to choose to be intelligent or die. Now, choose.